I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. Let's talk about microdosing. You know that feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, where you've relaxed, you're focused, and a little energized? It feels just right, like you're in the zone. Well, Microdose can help you not only get into that zone easier, but stay there longer. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I absolutely love how helpful these gummies are. For me, half a microdose gummy during the day helps me really stay centered and really fresh as I get everything done on my list. And they really help me relax in the evenings as well and just be present and in the moment instead of worrying about things from the day or what I have to do tomorrow. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code MINAAF. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code MINAAF, for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code MINAAF. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Mina AF in 2024. This is our first episode back. Took a little break over the holidays. So I hope you guys all enjoyed it. I hope you got some good family time, some good rest. I hope it wasn't too stressful. I know mine was a little bit of all of those things. So that's what today is going to be. We're going to be a rundown, a postmortem on the holidays, on 2023, because we do this thing in our family where, I mean, a lot of people probably do it, but on the day-to-day basis, like I'll ask the kids their highs and their lows when I pick them up from school. And if they can't like name something specific, I will ask them, you know, did you play with someone you had a lot of fun with? Who did you play with? But try to get them to say like, this was the best part of my day and this was the part of my day that wasn't so great. And Jack now does it just kind of on his own. Our five-year-old, he'll ask us. And someone asked, um, gosh, I think we must have had family over or something, what the highs and lows of 2023 had been so far. and. I could not for the, I was like, well, Lowe's, like, I have, how much time do you have, guys? But I couldn't think of a high to save my life. And I know that's not my life. Like, I am so blessed in so many ways. And the fact that there wasn't even one thing that came to mind for 2023 was very upsetting to me. And I had to go back through like my Instagram feed. I'm like, what happened in my life? I don't remember what happened yesterday, let alone all of 2023. I've blacked it all out. It was awful. And after going through my Instagram feed, I was like, oh, my high was Jack's birthday party. It was really fun. We had all the animals. We had a giant freaking snake. I did the Britney Spears thing with the snake. Um, it was great. But, you know, in all all humor aside, 2023 kind of sucked, guys. 
And from what I see on Instagram, it kind of sucks for a lot of people, <laughs> unfortunately. So if uh, it didn't suck for you, you are uh, one of the lucky few. But yeah, for me, it was a, it's been a super, super tough year, a very transitional year. And, you know, the holidays that kind of cap it all off were really no exception. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have questions about how the holidays went and was there, was did everything go smoothly? Um, so we'll get to that for sure. But 2023 has been so much change. So it was the end of the show that's been going on for the last nine years of my life. It was the start of Mina AF. We launched in January of last year. So we're one year old now. So I want to, again, say a special thanks to you guys. The only reason it can exist is because you guys all listen. So it means the world to me that you do. Please continue to listen and hit the little plus button and follow and share with your friends because we're small but mighty, growing steadily. Um, and I would love to be able to put more time towards this. Um, so I, I do this. I fit it in between. Right now, it is pitch black, dark outside. Um, it's 5 a.m. The kids are still sleeping. Uh, so this is kind of when I can fit it in amongst all the other mayhem. But I kind of like it because it feels like a little like a little chat with my girlfriends, even though I know there's guys listening to my guy friends, you know, early in the morning. I like, I like the vibe. Anywho, those of you that have been listening from the beginning, thank you so much and thank you for your continued support. It means, really means a lot. And all of you that like send in voice messages and questions also means a ton because listening is one thing, actually taking action and engaging is a whole extra step of energy, which I totally get. Uh, I don't give to people all the time. So thank you for putting in that extra effort and energy. So Mina AF started in 2023. Gosh, deciding to close the store was mid-2023, and now that it's been announced, deciding to unclose the store and open it in a new location has started, which really kind of, I'm super excited about you guys, but created a whole nother, you know, kind of stressor because my goal was, okay, the team was really downsizing, so I really wanted to simplify. The store was not... The store was not thriving. I don't think I've talked about it a ton on here about my decision to do that. But when the store opened three and a half years ago, it was in the middle of COVID. So it was a brick and mortar, which is challenging in the middle of COVID, which is even more challenging. And when it opened, it was all these like beautiful design things and furniture and lighting. And what I really wanted to do is people to be able to watch these shows on HGTV see beautiful things they liked, and then actually find them and then actually afford them, which was the tricky part. So I was like, if I can do that, like this, this has got to be a runaway success. And it was not exactly what happened. What I did create was a community in Indianapolis where people literally from all over the world came, from Brazil, from Australia, from every state across the United States, pretty much anyone other than people from Indiana in our neighborhood. And those people can't take home on an airplane a beautiful light fixture or a sofa or, you know, a sideboard or things like that. So we really had to adjust the store and cater more to probably that 85 plus percent of the people that were coming through that really wanted a piece of 
two chicks and a hammer, a piece of the store to take home. And those are smaller things like a t-shirt or a hat or, you know, my built together kids book, something like that. So the store definitely changed a lot over the three years. And when you are selling keychains and t-shirts instead of sideboards, it's just harder to maintain a positive income stream. And tried so many different things over the years. Like the bistro in the front was a huge thing for me when we started. I really wanted it to be a neighborhood spot. Like neighbors would come and get lunch and they would work on their laptops and have meetings or stop by after work for a glass of wine or on their way home to get the bottle of wine to take home for dinner. And I guess I just, I didn't do a good enough job at getting people to feel like Two Chicks District Co. was really part of the community and part of the neighborhood. So I think that's part of the challenge is we never really got the neighborhood buy-in. So deciding to close it was really, really hard mid-2023 because it was like my third baby. I have Jack and Charlie, and the store was my third baby. Actually, I guess the store was my second baby because Charlie was born after the store, I think. I'm also really bad. (laughs) I have a terrible memory, you guys. But my kids grew up there. Like Steve and I have so many memories there. We've had Santa there with our kids every year. And when I first told Steve, I came home and I was like, I'm going to close it. His first response was absolutely not. You're not. We can figure it out. You're not closing it. And I said, it's just not my passion anymore. And as soon as I said those words, he was like, okay, if it's not your passion, then that's a totally different situation. We can have a conversation but I just didn't want you giving up because you felt defeated. So I made the decision to close it. And then over the next couple months, having time to reflect on it, which is always great, you guys. Anytime you're making a big decision, as much time as you can take to reflect, I think is super helpful. Like the more distance you get from anything, I think the more clarity you have with it. Um, and even if that's like, you know, we had, we got into an argument this morning, Steve and I, and we take the day to think about it, then we can have a more reasonable conversation later, like even as simple as that. But for me, it really was, okay, I made the decision that for various reasons, this isn't serving me anymore. I don't need to have a store for vanity. Like it's not like, oh, well, I have my own brick and mortar, so I'm fancy. I wanted it there to serve a purpose for the community and for the people that watch the show and watch other HGTV shows. And it didn't seem like it was doing that anymore. And it's a lot of work to run a brick and mortar. And if it's thriving and amazing, it's worth all that hard work. But it was kind of barely hanging on. So the decision to close it, I made and had an opportunity to make a different one in um, a neighborhood north of Indianapolis. So it's more in the suburbs. It's not, you know, downtown Indianapolis. And it was kind of refreshing. Actually, it was very refreshing to choose the store again because what I wanted it to be and I think what it could be is my passion, is one of my passions. I have a few of them. And I think in this new location, the neighborhood is going to make or break it's success. And I really, really, the reason I'm doing it is I think because it's going to make it success. I think all of you, because you probably are listening from all across the country on here, the people who are going to travel will travel to the store wherever it is. It doesn't matter if it's downtown. It's probably easier that it's in the suburbs because downtown's kind of hard to drive around in. 
And then ideally in this new spot, the neighborhood, the neighborhood already is super excited that we're coming. They've been super supportive. And, you know, it's like, man, I wish I could do over some of the dumb things I did with that kid and raised it and messed it up a little bit. I get to do over (laughs) and I can do it better, hopefully, um, and make it more successful because I've learned so, so, so much. Like I have, like most things in my life, I have no background in retail or I get a business minor. That's as close as it gets to like experience in business management and people management. We all know I clearly suck at. So deciding to close it and then deciding to reopen in a new location has obviously been a huge part of 2023 for me. Um, In the store, so right now, as I'm sitting today, you guys are listening to this January 9th, but right now it is actually December 29th, so it's not quite even New Year's. But we have two more days open in the current store. We close on the 31st. And then on the 2nd of January, um, we'll have had started construction on the new space in Noblesville, Indiana, and are hoping to have it open in March. And the team I have to do everything. So to do the closing out of the current store, the transition to the new store, the two houses that I own that we're renovating and the two homeowner renovations we're doing is myself, my project manager, Brittany, and my store manager, Alexis. And that's it. And it's feeling very daunting because we were supposed to have a whole nother human and we don't anymore. So as of a couple days ago, I realized like, oh, I have to learn a lot of things about the back end of e-com and websites and stuff like that very, very quickly. And I know I can do it. Like I'm very teachable. I've taught myself other stuff, but it's very stressful and it's not something that I'm excited about or good at. And I've noticed, I told Steve last night that the last like few nights after I put Charlie to bed, Steve's usually putting Jack to bed by the time I get down from putting Charlie to bed. So I'll be in the living room by myself for a little bit. And I just have this feeling that I'm like, if I gave into it, would probably turn into like a full-blown like panic attack. And it's just like sitting there in the background. And I can't put my finger on. And when I told him this last night, he was like, like, are you worried about Charlie? Like, she's fine. Like, she's in her crib. She's fine. I was like, no, no, no. Like, it's not about Charlie. It's not about the kids. It's not about any, like the store. It's not about anything in particular. I'm just having it and I wanted to tell you I'm having it because if randomly I have a panic attack, I don't want you to be freaked the fuck out. (laughs) And, you know, sleeping on it and thinking about it more this morning, I just know I'm the type of person I very, very much internalize in a physical way, like my stress and my anxiety. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have different stressors, some big, some small, that we carry around and that really weigh us down. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to have a negative effect on us. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever it is that's weighing you down. For me, therapy has been so helpful, really learning those positive coping skills and to be the best version of myself. I know myself better and how to set the right boundaries that really work for me. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, then give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, and it's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, 
and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AF today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AF. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, and you can fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. With delicious options from breakfast to dessert, you can stay fueled all day long with easy and nutritious options. Plus, with premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon, Factor meals are a real treat. I love the convenience and the variation of Factor's different meal preferences. Whether it's managing calories, maximizing protein, or avoiding meat, crush your goals this May with Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 and use code MinaAF50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code MinaAF50 at factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. For the last six months, I've been in physical therapy for my jaw because I clenched my jaw so much and I got Botox in it to try to stop like the the TMJ and the, and the clenching and the Botox loosened it too much. And then my jaw kind of got all wobbly wonky and was jumping to the side when I opened it and I couldn't open it. Like I couldn't open my jaw enough to eat a banana. Um, so I've been in physical therapy for, for that for six months. And that 100% is like me physically internalizing my anxiety and stress and just in this like generalized way. So I think that's what's going on. I think it's my body just like low level freaking the fuck out. And it's at bay right now. Hopefully we're going to keep it there um, because I think what 2023 has taught me is like I don't need to – there's all these things that need to happen and they do need to happen in a certain amount of time and I can still slow down a little bit and be more purposeful because in the long run, slowing down and being more purposeful and making the better – right, more right decisions is going to be better in the long run than trying to like rush through to get things done because I feel like I'm behind. So even though I feel like I'm behind every freaking day, which I'm sure you guys all do, whether it's with kids or work or kids and work or house duties or your honey-do list or whatever it is, I'm really, really trying to take off like manageable chunks. Like this is what I can do today. And if I can accomplish this today, that's enough to feel like today was a success. And I didn't have a panic attack today. That's a success. I'll t- I'll take it. So it's been kind of a weird feeling where I'm just kind of hovering between like, I know I could go into full-blown freakout mode, but the more uh, grown 
version of me is uh, is really trying to to manage all the stress. So if you're kind of feeling in that place or if you've already gone to like full-blown panic mode, like trying to come back from it and really like like whatever helps you, like make lists and prioritize things and you know, this is the the thing I can do on the list today and even if it's one thing, even if it's get up, go to work, come home, don't have a panic attack, that's a win. That's a win for 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 some days for me, that's a win. And again, it's got to have been so hard for anyone that like is struggling. All, you see it on all the influencers' pages. Like I didn't post anything because it felt like it was too much, but all these influencers posting their highlight reel and then also saying, but you guys know this is just a highlight reel and life is still hard and da 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 da, da. And uh, to me, honestly, I don't know why that kind of annoys me even more. But everyone's just doing the best they can. You're seeing everyone's like pretty stuff over the holidays. I saw it all. I'm like, we did not, we don't have Christmas pictures. We don't have Christmas cards. I can't get my, y'all, if anyone ever gets a Christmas card from me, you know, I do not have shit going on in my life. (laughs) Not that other people don't. That is just like in my brain, once I could get my life enough together to get like coordinating outfits, hire a photographer and be all in one place long enough with sane children to snap a picture that looks halfway decent, like my life is going smooth and I'm at a real good place. Uh, I don't foresee that happening for a while just because we're busy and we, and I like it that way. I like, we've got a lot of cool things going on, but don't feel bad if you didn't get your Christmas picture out in time or didn't take one or any of those things. It's, it's just life. So give yourself some grace. Anywho, so those have been the big 2023 things. And obviously I've talked a lot about going into the holidays and like my anxiety about it and the decision making about it. And I think kind of like towards the end of the show when I was just feeling very like crummy and angry and like not in a good place with a lot of things and a lot of people, I think that's kind of how I started feeling going into the holidays like and it wasn't bringing out the best version of myself. I think I was feeling like, why am I the one getting like, I don't want a spotlight on me for like stirring the pot. I just want like, I am trying to work on myself. I'm trying to have positive interactions in my life. I'm trying to have positive relationships and the things don't fall in those categories. I don't really want to be part of. And that can be challenging when some of those negative things are going to be part of your holidays because then you have to make the choice. Like I said, do you be part of that activity, that group of people, or do you separate yourself and not do it? And separating yourself and not doing it causes a whole nother layer of problems for all the other people in the family that want you there and that want the whole group together. And it's like, why can't you just put it aside for now? Or why can't you just make it work? Or it can't be that deep or, you know, whatever the thing is. Like, I'm sure you guys have experienced this where, I mean, I guess like to simplify it, like if you got invited to a friend's Christmas party and there was going to be a group of people there that you just like did not mesh well with and they always like made you feel uh, some kind of way that wasn't good, like 
you wouldn't want to go, but then the friends that invited you would be upset that you didn't want to go. Like, just come on. Like, I want you here. Do it for me. You can just do it for a while, put up with whatever. So it's hard enough making the decision to try to separate yourself from like the original negativity, but then you have this whole nother layer of guilt on top of the decision to separate yourself from some negativity. And I think when it comes to family dynamics, like that kind of makes it even more complicated. So there was a lot of that. And, you know, we got the whole, we got the test test round over Thanksgiving to, <laughs> to go into Christmas. Um, and Thanksgiving really didn't sit well with me. Um, Steve and I didn't end up doing Thanksgiving with the whole family because I just really wasn't in a place where I felt like I felt like the fallout from not being there was going to be more manageable than the bad feelings I would have from being there and sitting at a table and pretending everything was okay. Like I feel like you get to a point in life where it's just exhausting to pretend everything's okay anymore. And that's really hard, especially, honestly, mostly for me, for my dad, because I know it's super, super important to him. While he is the healthiest, like he can do a 12-minute plank. He's in great health. He just got two brand new knees. You know, bless his heart. He's probably going to live to be 110. He's in his, you know, late 70s. And so I know every holiday and every time he can have us all together is super important. So like we went and saw my dad and my stepmom before Thanksgiving. So at least we got that. But I know that's not the same for him. And that sits really heavy on me. So after Thanksgiving, you know, Stephen had had some time. We had a month to kind of reflect on what do we want to do for Christmas? How do we want to spend our time? And Steve's grandma, I didn't really even realize Steve's grandma does Christmas every year um, on Christmas Eve. And I think we've never gone just because my family is always like bigger and louder and sucks you in. And, you know, we have like standing plans Christmas Eve. So we decided to, I mean, it was actually, if I'm going to be very frank, it was a bit of a, like there was a discussion because we have like a set thing on Christmas Eve that my side of the family does. And the kids all, we order matching pajamas um, as presents for the kids. We don't buy them presents. They all make cookies. We have dinner. That's it. It's just great. The kids play. And Steve said, you know, I, I would like to go to my grandma's this year. And I'm like, great. Like what time it is? Can we make both work? And of course, they're at the exact same time. And because my family usually is the one that sucks everything in all the time because it's so big, this was understandably just like, of course, of course we can't do my thing. Of course it's your family. And so we kind of had to like reset and have a conversation about it. And okay, what is going on? Like what's feeling important to you? Because particularly for Steve, nothing is just surface level with his family because he's had so much loss. So me saying, okay, well, let's have a conversation about how maybe we can do both. It's it's more than that. It's it's every time there's something for his family, it's a reminder for him that he only has a couple people left. Um, and that's a lot to carry and that's super heavy. And it it makes the conversations around all those things super important and super heavy. And I have to keep that in mind because I love 
him so much and want to make sure he feels like heard and understood and respected. And I think no matter what your situation, no matter like perfect happy marriage, everyone's alive, everyone loves each other, like the best it can be, conversations about how you spend your time and what you do over the holidays is, I'm going to say for nine nine out of 10 of y'all, it, it's complicated because people just have different ideas of how they want to spend their time. And, you know, usually those introverted people that want to spend their time quiet and alone end up marrying those extroverted people that want to have all the parties and do all the things. And then they get together and they make babies and then they don't agree on the holidays. I don't know why it ends up that way. But so we had to like originally, like it initially got a little like, okay, I can tell there's some frustration. Like, let's talk through this. I I didn't realize going to your grandma's was important to you. We'd not done that before. Like, talk me through this. What's the time? Can we do both? Can we move one up? Can we move one back? So, and what we ended up doing, we didn't even make a decision then. We talked about it and then said, let's think on it, which again, I think is a really good, you know, sorry if this is too late for advice for any of you guys. And you went down the rabbit hole of arguments over Christmas, but we took a day or two. He actually had um, an appointment with his grief therapist, which is always helpful for everything and kind of talk through his feelings of grief that were surrounding this conversation about also how he wanted to spend the holidays. And then we came back together and for him, being around my family that's in not a great place, I think is even more of a reminder that like his family is gone, a big chunk of his family is gone. And there's not this, I think part of it is like, it'd be great if my family was more like surrogate family for him and we could all big be like one big family. But then I think it's also hard for him to see, this is definitely just from our perspective when I say this, For it's hard for him to see my family treat me the way he sees them treat me. And I say that with a caveat, we definitely treat each other a certain way, but from for his perspective, it's hard to see me hurt or sad or, you know, whatever it is because of an action of someone in my family when he's lost so much in his family. And the the weird tension and the, and the negative energy that it is existing when we try to coexist right now, I think was very is is very challenging for him to be around because he's dealing with so many of his own emotions just trying to get through the holidays that adding my negativity from my side of the family and me onto his already really challenging negative emotional state because he's lost so much really makes the holidays like unbearable. And so being able to talk through that and understand that is super helpful for us to figure out a way to move forward that makes sense. So what we decided to do on Christmas Eve was we'd all go to his grandma's. We'd drive separate. I would spend an hour or so there with the kids. And then the kids and I would go to the pajama party cookie making. And Steve would be able to stay and spend time with that side of the family, um, his side of the family that he doesn't see a lot. And for us, that's what worked. And that made sense. And it was a win-win. And although I would have loved to have Steve with me all night selfishly, and he would have loved to have me and the kids at his grandma's all night, 
it worked. That's what worked for us. And not to say that's how we'll do it next year, but just keeping the communication open and understanding that like there's always so many layers to the conversation. It's not just like whose family's more important. It's so much deeper than that, at least for us. Um, I don't know what, you know, your guys' exact situation is. So we did end up doing, Steve did not come to everything, but I did end up going to all the family celebrations. And I think because after Thanksgiving, I just kind of adjusted my mindset to, I can't control any of this. I've said my piece. People know where I stand. And me being like angstful or upset or stressed out at this point is really affecting nobody but me. So I'm just going to move on mentally and make the decisions that I think are right, do the things that I think are best. And if other people don't, then they've shown me who they are and where they stand. And I can make my own decisions from there. And that's kind of still where we are. There's a lot kind of lingering and unsettled in, in my family land. And I've finally gotten to the place where I think I'm just okay with that. Um, and I don't need to put any more energy into it until some outside energy is put into it in a way that makes it worth re-engaging. So that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Um, so yeah, rolling into 2024, I'm sure so many people have New Year's resolutions. I have never been a New Year's resolutions person. I don't know if you guys are. I very much am of the mindset, like, if you want to make one, it's fun, great, yeah. But like, just make the change that you need to make. Don't wait until the first of the year. Like, I'm going to start getting healthier. I'm going to stop smoking. Like, you don't need a one day of the year. It's like Valentine's Day for me. Like, you should you should show your love to your, all your people every day. Yeah, I think they are. I think Valentine's Day and New Year's kind of fall into the same boat for me. But I do think it's a time, a good time to reflect. And so, like, that's what I've done on 2023. Like, one of the things I'm super unhappy with what is my part in those things? Like what could I have handled better? Like what could I have handled differently and better? What are the things I stand by and really want to continue pursuing as we go into 2024? It is just a good marker, I think, in life. And for me, really in 2024, Jack asking, kind of going back to the beginning, talking about the highs and lows when asked about my highs and lows for 2023, and I couldn't immediately rattle off a single high. I was like, that's a problem. Like that was a 20, 2023, I will make no whatever's about it was a fucking hard year for me. It was, I probably cried more in 2023 than I did the last decade of my life. Um, it's, it was, it's been super, super hard. And I know there have been plenty of highs. Even I'm going to cry thinking about this. Last night, I was just sitting watching Jack and Charlie play and they're being so fucking funny and so cute and so sweet to each other and sweet to me and Steve. And like, I love you, mom. We're doing this. Like we're just, it was, it was just everyday life. Like they're not like that every day. They're psychopaths sometimes. So don't let me fool you there. 
But it was this moment where I was like, oh my God, like we have such a great family. I have great kids. We have a great life. We have a great house. I have great opportunities. That we have opportunities, period, is a high in my life that not everyone has. And so my goal for 2024 is to just be more purposeful about those highs and remember them and mark them and make them like more trips, less gifts, more activities, less, you know, sitting at home doing the same thing, just trying to spend more time more purposefully. We got up yesterday morning and the kids are on Christmas break and we've got a babysitter that comes at nine and it was eight instead of like, you know, jumping right on my computer and starting to do work. I was like, hey, Jack, do you want to do a puzzle? And he, oh my God, the joy in his face because my two little humans want nothing more than my attention and Steve's. That's all they want in their entire lives right now is us to spend time with them. And while he is 1000% addicted to his iPad, he will take spending time with Steve and I doing something any day, all day over the iPad. And I think while there's a balance, I can't, you know, do puzzles with him all day long. I enjoy work. I like what I do. Starting my day doing a puzzle with him, having a cup of coffee was just, it was, it was perfect. It was amazing and very simple. So that's what I want to try to do more of in 2024. And I encourage you guys to figure out what your highs are, to understand what your lows were. You can't really like, you got you to gotta figure out both to be able to really like make effective steps in the right direction. Like where do you feel like you don't want to be at that place again? And what is the goal? And just pick achievable things like doing the puzzle with Jack in the morning instead of getting straight on my computer, having an hour in the evening where phones go into a bowl and it's just family time. Like it can be such little stuff. It doesn't have to be these life-changing New Year's resolutions that as soon as you fail at because you're doomed to fail because you've made these sweeping like, I'm going to work out every day of 2024. No, you're not. No, you're not. Don't say that. That's a dumb lie. And you're just setting yourself up for failure. So my suggestion to you and my ramblings today and our first episode back of 2024 is whatever resolutions you made a week or so ago, if you need to revisit them, revisit them, change them. You can change your mind every day and not be failing. So I hope you guys picked good ones. If you didn't, you got time. Pick different ones. And again, I know I said it when I was wrapping out 2023. I already said it in this episode, but I so, so, so appreciate everyone that listens to the podcast, everyone that comes up to me when I run into them and say, I've listened to your podcast and it helped me with fill in the blank or it helped me have the conversation with so-and-so about this. Like that's means the world to me. That's why I do it because right now it's pitch dark outside. It's 5.30 a.m. I'm sitting in the dark watching myself talk <laughs> to no one on my laptop. So to know that this is all like reaching someone and it's meaningful. And even if it's just a handful of you guys, it's really, really appreciated. So thank you for continuing to listen. Thank you for reaching out and sharing that it's important to you. That means a lot. 
Um, and just think about that in other parts of your life too. Like tell the tell the people that are helpful or important or are kind to you that like you appreciate all those things because I would love to see more of that in 2024. Just like random love bombing, but not in like the dysfunctional way, like in the nice, cool way. <laughs> That's all we have for this episode of Mina AF. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.